Co. What's good, people? What's good? It's a beautiful day, opening day for Major League Baseball, and both Chicago teams got it in today. The Cubs were at home versus the Milwaukee Brewers, while the White Sox hit the road to face the, the reigning champions, Pac-Man, the Houston Astros, and both squads got W's today. Welcome to the number one place for all Chicago baseball. Let's start the show. Hey, it feels good, man. It does. Hey, I got to give it to the Astros. They still won today. They had Megan the Stallion throughout the first pitch. <laughs> hey, you wouldn't expect nothing like that from baseball. But Megan mm. the Stallion throughout the first pitch for the Astros, y'all. I'm not even mad at that situation right there. I'm sure a lot of gentlemen weren't upset with that. But, yeah, man, good games. We're going to start with the first game of the day between the uh, the Chicago Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, that's a division rivalry game right there already to start off the season. And I know it's way too early for that type of stuff to really matter. But, you know, you when you're playing against somebody that you got to play so many times in the season, it feels good to get that victory, even if it's on day one. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to take this win with a grain of salt. I'm not going to jump out my seat and be, like, happy. I always say win, the, win every game if you can. Take the series, set the tone, whatever you want to say. But hey, they did this last year. They beat up on Corbin Burnson, um, Kermit Burns, like when they first saw him, like last year. And then after that, they just could not hit him no more. They he went and just ran rush out through the Cubs throughout the year. So I'm happy they took this uh, this W today. Um, but they look good actually. Let me take it back. They look really good. Yes. Strowman was out there just just care of business, man. He controlled the game. Eight strikeouts. I think he only had three walks. Um, what do you think about Strowman today? Hey, Strowman went out there and he pitched like the Strowman 2016 to 2019. You know, what, what you go out there, you put in that work, he uh, kept the ball on the ground, let his field this, uh, have his back, and eight strikeouts. Come on, he was looking like an ace out there. But I'm going to get to the strikeouts a little bit later in this conversation because it's, it's going to bring it up in the Sox games too. But it's, it's purpose like a lot of these strike well, these strikeouts happening though. But mm -hmm. but, but mm -hmm. Stormman, he looked really good out there. He kept he kept it. He just hit us off balance. Um, that sinker was working. He was catching corners. Uh, these these hitters, the Brewer hitters didn't know what to do with him today. Yeah, I think it was only two hits for the whole game for the Brewers. Uh, with uh, Adams and Contreras getting the only hits uh, for the Brewers today. Everybody else went over, uh, and then you had a couple of uh, people come in late, and I think when one, Anderson went one for two, and Terrain went one for three. But uh, that's a strong, strong pitching output from the Cubs today. The bullpen came in and held it down too. Yeah, um, I've still got a little concern for Keegan Thompson and his um, fastball wasn't that like like we used to. We used to. Him pumping out 96, 97. Um, he was working at like a right around like 91, 92. Uh, but it was getting the job done. He looked like he focused a little bit more on the secondaries with the cutter and the changeup. I didn't see him throw a slider too often, but, you know, he got the job done in, in his appearance. Um, so, you know, good job for the bullpen. Uh, they did what they needed to do. We saw Boxberger, who came in and had a little trouble. Um, he did go into like a couple of – Hit us deep in counts, 
you know, just, you know, had a eight pitch account, um, eight pitch at bat with one of the hitters. I think it was Bryce Terrain. He had that eight pitch um, at bat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, you, you know, that that's your setup, man. You don't want to see stuff like that. You want to see quick outs. You want to at least see some strikeouts and some punch outs. You don't want to see them, you know, uh, on top of his pitches. You don't want to see him. they making contacts or fouling off his tough, his best stuff. So, but, you know, hey, we have worked that out as the season go along. And you got, so you got strong output put two from your one, two, and three hitters from the Cubs today. I believe they went five for 10 combined with Swanson going a strong three for four and Ian Happ going one for two as well. Uh, that's strong from your one, two, and three in the lineup. Of course it is. That, that, them the table setters. That's what, that set the tones for the game. You know, you want, Horner's not the typical leadoff man. Uh, although he make a lot of contact, but you want to have that good combination of contact and also the mixing in of the taking pitches, taking a walks and getting on bases more often. But he did his thing. But let's praise Swanson right now. He came in and started his Cub career the right way. He t- he put some tough pitches in play. It wasn't like no fluky hits, a mistake. He was taking pitches off the outside corner, driving it to the other side of the field. He was going along with the pitches. He was getting a barrel on, on a ball on a lot of tough pitches and, you know, getting three to three for four and driving in a run. Man, that's the job well done. That's all right there that that's money well spent if he can consistently do that. Oh, absolutely. If he's going three for four every day, I mean. You know, that's, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's God's <laughs> That's God's right there. But I'm just oh. saying, like, it, the approach that he uh, that he had, like you you tell you talking about taking the pitches on the corner and you driving them the opposite way, putting it in play where the field is not, or you know getting pitches you getting in your wheelhouse and you driving them and stuff like that. So yeah, you no. Know, now we got the Cubs with an off day tomorrow, but they, they pick things back up on say correct versus yeah. uh, these guys. So then we got the White Sox. We're gonna travel down to the South Side, but even though we're going further south, they have to go to Houston. Yeah. Take on the defending major league baseball champions and their former captain Jose Abreu. And Houston was riding a 10 game opening day winning streak, the longest in MLB history. Pac Man, what, what did you expect coming in today for, from the White Sox? Everything has, has to come to the end for the Astros. Um, I when I was coming in, I knew this was going to be an uphill battle for the, for the White Sox. One, um, not necessarily from the pitching aspect. You have your best pitcher on the hill, you know, but also yeah, you Dylan Cease came to ball for sure. Oh, he can't he came to play. But you you in enemy territory. White Sox wasn't a really great road team last year. So using on how that's gonna play, how they gonna play, and they was the only nationally televised team that played today. You know, I was calling it Thursday night lights, you know. <laughs> so it's like um they was on their presser, only nationally televised team because of the Astros winning getting their uh rings and to me, I'm kind of a mixed bag with the White Sox today. I'll take the win in, at the end of the day. Um, we can go back to the win ugly or, you know, whatever you want to do. But uh, it's a lot of things where I was dissecting the game. I'm not like a hate other Sox or anything like that. I only troll the people that want to troll me about the Cubs. But I, I sit down and I really watch these games, and I want them to succeed because it, Chicago baseball win if both teams are winning. So. So you had a strong output from um, a strong outing from Dylan Cease with six in the third in his pitch, as well as T only gave up two hits. And that earned run is, you know, I think that was kind of bummer through the bogus pitch, you know, uh, in the dirt. You never trust a guy named Bummer. 
Right. <laughs> well, he redeemed himself on the two strikeouts, and he, did, yeah. he didn't let those those runs uh, in. But the biggest thing of the story, uh, the biggest story of the game was Cease, who led the, the league in uh, walks, did not walk anybody. And he picked up right where he left off last season with 10 strikeouts tonight. Yeah. So, man, he's taking care of business. Now, offensively, the um, the White Sox, they looked strong as well with their one, two, and three hitters. They went a combined five for 12 um, with Tim Anderson and uh, Luis Robert with two hits apiece. And then Vaughn with a strong one hit, two RBI double uh, to, to basically uh, put the White Sox ahead for good uh, late in the game. Yeah, I want to kind of beg the different on a strong uh, approach to the one, two, three hitters. Um, I did not enjoy Vaughn this game. He got the double that's on a hanging curveball, as you should, but he looked lost most of the game up there. Uh, so I got my reservations about Vaughn in that third spot, but who I was impressed with was Lewis Roberts. This uh, He's seen probably about 20, 24 pitches in total in his at-bats. His approach was top-notch. Even when he struck out, I wasn't even mad at the strikeout with the runners in scoring position. I wasn't even mad at that. Usually I get pissed at, you know, not driving in runs. I wasn't even mad because he put up a seven-pitch at-bat and struck out. You know, he came in the game with an approach where, you know, as he was known to, you know, swing at the first pitch and be aggressive on all balls, now you you know you looking for your pitch, you hunting your pitch. That's growth right there. And that's showing that he's gonna be a better hitter this season than he has the past three. Now everybody got a hit today except one person. Aloy Mendez. My man went 0 for 5. Now that right there is not a good look. The White Sox are expecting a lot more from Aloy Jimenez to at least draw some walks or something. Like you can't go 0 for 5, my guy. Oh, man, 0 for 5 with 2Ks. Uh, he looked uncomfortable at the plate. And that's the one thing I want to, to really talk about and dive in, and this is something that kind of will it will correct itself over the, as the season goes on. A lot of the batters will get their timing back because of the pace of play. Uh, they will adjust to it. But we're going to see a lot of strikeouts the first half of baseball. It, and it's going to be like lopsided games. You're going to see – like today we've seen – Two games where both teams scored a combined twenty over twenty runs, mm. and then also we've seen games where a guy went four innings and struck out twelve batters. So you know you looking at you know aspects of this is the pace of play. If it's looking if your off speed pitches is hitting these spots, um, fooling the hitters, you're gonna get them out striking out. And um, I think that's gonna be something to, to watch the first few weeks of the season to see if these the timing can be adjusted. Because like well, one of them, yeah, one of that with Kyle Tucker, um, that he, where he struck out, he got two fastballs right down the middle, and he was late. He was like, mm-hmm. he was super late on them. Like, dude, this is your wheelhouse. You you would have matched this last year. Now, this makes me wonder if these new – and we're talking about the new rules. You guys are checking out uh, Chicago Baseball Central on uh, Chicago Baseball Central YouTube, so on and so forth. Uh, we're talking about the Cubs and the White Sox. But right now, um, with the, the new rules – uh, pitches are coming, you know, pitches are coming in quicker. Players are kind of late. I expect there to be an adjustment, but it's going to take a little while for players to adjust. And it makes you wonder, uh, uh, Pac-Man, if they practice with the pitch clock and thing like that, like if they give it more when they're practicing, if they're doing more in-game type simulation circumstances, or if they're still treating it like regular baseball. 
No, of course. They've been doing the, uh, the pitch clock since, you know, February when they have live batting practice or they, they doing live simulation games. Uh, they, they do it with a pitch clock, and, they, and a pitcher got to find that rhythm to, to throw the batter. So they've been doing this since February, since the start of the spring, spring training. But you trying to unlearn what you learned probably like since you was like yep. six. You know? Well, not since you were six, because I, I don't think they have um, – oh, it was a couple of things that they didn't have in, in the minors, but you're right about the pitch clock, but they didn't have a shift in the minors, so they have to adjust to that, and now they've changed the whole shift rules and things like that too. I'm excited. I think the games today were about, what, two and a half, two hours and 40 minutes type situations. That's yeah. dope. Like you yeah. typically with baseball, you're expecting – Three hours plus, like you ready, you settle in and basically get ready to take a nap. Yeah, yeah. And much to the contrary uh, of how baseball play, it's not much of a difference. They already pay, clocked it as saving like a like thirty two minutes, but thirty two minutes is a lot. But it's thirty two minutes of time they really saving. No, so yeah, that's that's good. That that thirty two minutes that they saving is great. It, it's good. It. Historically, over time, like uh, games was like probably. Averaging about three oh five, you know, you know three ten at at the most, unless you get into those high offensive games that's going to four hours, you know. I get the run on second to kind of like push the the game into you know to end early. I get that, but now it is cutting down a lot of the time. One thing I would have kept in is the is the pitch over. I don't get how you know pitching over the first base is going to slow the game down, uh, but you know. It is what it is, but it's taking a while. To, a lot of advantage from the pitches doing the pace because you're gonna throughout the season you got to look at these pitches that gather themselves during they in between t- pitches, just like batters who take the time to adjust and get ready for those pitches. Well, it's about to go down. All right, man, we're gonna call it one. Man, it was a great day for Chicago baseball fans in general. We got to see Northsiders and Southsiders take care of business. Cubs are all tomorrow. White Sox have to take on Houston again uh, tomorrow night. Two more games. Yes, it's going to be a nice four-game series to start the season um, for the White Sox, and hopefully they can go ahead and knock this win out tomorrow and at least secure the split with these guys. But I don't anticipate that they bats going to be as quiet to tomorrow as they were tonight. Uh, but it was good to see Jose Abreu. I know he was kind of nervous. He probably had some nervous energy playing against his former squad. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was good to see him out there, man. Shout out to Jose Abreu and shout out to Houston. Anything else you want to say before we zip up out of here? Hey, baseball is going to be exciting. You're going to see a lot of strikeouts, a lot of home runs, a lot of high-scoring games. It's just going to be lit this season. And also, it is going to be the Showtime show this year because this guy is going to play out his mind over at the Angels. And also, he's going to be tra- traded in July. So, I mean, he's going to be a club. I'm calling nice. him right now. He gonna be a tiny. All right, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.